0: Welcome back Unleash Leader. I'm your mindset coach Sarah Hunter and today's guest is the beautiful Jenny from Starseed Academy and I'm so excited for this conversation because I first met Jenny in a mastermind. She also gave us a training as well which absolutely blew me away and was the reason I knew that I had to get her on the podcast. So welcome Jenny.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Thank you for coming. I would love for you to introduce yourself to all the listeners. Like, who are you?
1: Or what do you do? Oh, thank you. Uh, okay, so my name is Jenny. Obviously, I founded Starseed Academy at the very beginning of 2020. 19. <laughs> I kind of forgot when it was for a second there 2019. um so I started actually just as a YouTube channel and it's really grown from there I created a, a beautiful community on YouTube and it's grown from there and what it's grown into is is very much a like a spiritual community an Awakening Community whatever terms you like we starseed is definitely you know somebody that would be um, attracted to me because it's Starseed Academy but I also have a lot of people that like to call themselves lightworkers, new Earth citizens and, and it's everyone is wealthy. And in in Starseed Academy, what I specialize in is helping people to kind of discover. What their gifts are, which we're probably going to talk about a little bit today, discover what their natural gifts are, master those gifts, and then take it even further and start to build a business with those gifts at the foundation. Right. And so there's this really beautiful kind of ladder that I take people through of growth and bringing them all the way up to where I am at, which should be the goal, you know, for spiritual entrepreneurs is to bring your clients up to where you're at. That's usually what they want anyway. Um, And no gatekeeping, you know, sharing all the secrets and the tips and bringing them right up to my level level where they're able to unplug from that nine to five and really start living that super fulfilling life of, of doing the work that they feel their soul is here to do, which is very, very deep, but it's also very playful and very fun as well. I
0: love that. I, I would love to just dive straight in. Like, let's talk the soul
1: gifts. Like, what is it that you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So everybody has like um, something very, special about their way of interacting with the world is like a a general way of putting it there is what's called a soul signature so everybody's soul if you picture your soul being like an orb of light which it is like a little orb of light in your high heart chakra um everyone's soul has a very unique color so your very own color that nobody else has your very own tone or sound your very own frequency or feeling it's it's basically like no like a snowflake where no two souls are alike that's your soul signature you even have your own soul language which is something that i love to teach as well um, and so, as a part of that, you have very innate gifts. So, everyone has different gifts. Um, you could look at, they're actually like divine archetypes, is a great way to describe them as well. You could have an archetype of being a fantastic communicator, and you're also a healer. And so, when you put those two things together, your soul gift could be being like a really beautiful therapist or a coach somebody that uses communication like the throat shocker plus the healer together and so soul gifts you have more than one and how you play with them and how you put them together is your way of being of service right so i would yeah. say that the goal would be to take those gifts discover what they are and then master them and then put them into service and when you put them into service that's when everything changes in your life you know um when you put your gifts into service, that's when abundance pours in doors of opportunity open. You just are in the right place at the right time. All the signs, all the synchronicities and the, the license plates and the eleven-elevens everywhere and the feathers. And it's like when all the signs start as well, it's like, that's how, you know, you're on your path. Um, but I would say that that's all still sounding pretty mysterious. Soul mm-hmm. gifts very specifically are, um, you, you can, They show themselves through the clairs a lot of the time. So if you know what clairs are, it's like Claire audience, which is clear hearing, Claire sentience, which is clear feeling, Claire cognizance, which is clear knowing, and then clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. Okay. So those are all French words, the four of them. And if you can learn to speak the language of the clairs, which is something that I teach in psychic light, uh, then you can really understand and decipher your gifts because that's the way that they shine through. So, for instance, somebody that is a Reiki healer, and they keep receiving, like as they're healing their client, they keep hearing these messages in their mind. They don't know it's clear audience, or maybe it's even clear cognizance, and they don't know what to do with that. And so, I teach people how to tune into their clairs, understand how to speak that language, what are they receiving, and then how can they use that in a very unique way that no one else is doing to kind of stand out from the crowd stand out from all the online noise and be of great service um and it's just something that I love to teach I love teaching channeling and all the clairs light language um akashic records astral travel like all of it <laughs> it's all inside <laughs> like oh I love that I've never heard it explained in the way
0: the you know I've had people on talking about the Claire's and like I myself am Claire Cognizant's and I've never heard it the way that that's it sounds the way you were explaining it like that's your like your first breadcrumb of like knowing where those soul gifts are like that's your first bit of information as to like where it could lead the way to finding out what your soul gifts are have I interpreted that correctly or is that right. just the way that I i like downloaded that information
1: (laughs) no that's perfect because everyone has the clairs you know those are psychic centers that are built into every single person so everyone has the ability to be clairvoyant claircognizant clairaudient clairsentient they're built in already you already have those chakras they're all attached to certain chakras you know like the third eye the ear chakras the crown chakra so that is a given, right? It's just learning how to use them and speak the language of the Clares. That's like that open doorway to what are my gifts? Because your gifts can be, um, like I said, there's multiple levels of them and they continue to evolve and grow and there's more than one and it's just so much. So if you can start just by learning the language of the clairs, then that's really gonna give you that um, clarity of what's coming through. And most people have like, um, You know, their gifts are rooted in even past lives. So Mm -hmm. I've seen so many people, because it's soul gifts, right? It's Mm -hmm. not, the soul gift means it's with you forever, all your lifetimes, you know, if you believe in reincarnation and having lots of lifetimes. Um, So those soul gifts are developed in the past or in these other lifetimes, maybe ancient Egypt, maybe a galactic lifetime that you had, maybe, you know, like some, you know, crazy angelic lifetime that you had in all of the different dimensions and realms. And then you come here to earth and you just have to like activate them, right. They're already in your soul. So it's just about waking them up, activating them and seeing how does this translate to earth? How can I use all of these things that I have inside of my soul, all this wisdom, all of this intuition, all of this, you know, people are just either natural musicians or natural healers or natural writers. And it's like, that's your soul gift. That's what I mean by that. So some instances would be, um, I always love using like JK Rowling as an instance. So her soul gift would have been the divine archetype of storyteller and communicator. And she also is having a lot of remembrance in retelling the Harry Potter stories like all of that detail and all of those worlds that she's creating. I do feel like she's channeling that from probably mm. some soul memories that she has of another lifetime. Um, so that would be her divine archetypes. And when she put that together, she changed the whole world. Like she literally changed the world by believing in herself and pushing through even when it wasn't clear what her path was. And there are so many instances of that there's light language artists and musicians, there's beautiful healers, and I think that another really great tip to finding your soul gifts is to go off the books. So say you're like, okay, I know I, I'm using healer a lot. Cause I tend to attract a lot of healers. So say you're like, okay, I know my divine archetype is a healer.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then you go and you take a Reiki course. So you take some kind of um, energy healing course, quantum healing, something like that. That's great. Cause it will activate that archetype within you but it's important for you to then go off the books and not play by the rules because your soul gift is super unique it's unique to only you that means probably no one else is teaching it or doing it here and that's Mm -hmm. where you create your own modalities you know I've had somebody create Arcturian healing working with me um uh ancestral breaking chains like kind of like uh programs and healing working with me you we find what their divine archetype is and then we find what makes them excited, what they're passionate about, How who their key target like audience or client would be. And you kind of put all those clues together to uh, create like really beautiful and unique programs that don't even exist yet on earth. And that to me is like so exciting because that's like the new earth coming to life. Like mm-hmm. I really believe that we're headed in a direction where this like society is kind of crumbling. I think it's pretty obvious we're going through a purge and a crumble <laughs> and that we're trying to build something more like built on actual unity consciousness and equality and people are getting on on this page of awakening together that's what i would consider new earth to be everybody going in the direction of the same in the same direction together in this unity consciousness and so for me to help people Find these gifts and then put them into service and then unplug from the nine to five and then build these beautiful businesses while helping so many people. That's one new earth citizen. Like, that's I, I'm helping one new earth leader at a time, and we're just creating this like really beautiful society together. And I think that that's the ticket. Like, that's what we should all be doing is using what makes us the most passionate and what our gifts are to be of service and yet to also serve ourselves because we deserve to have that beautiful, abundant lifestyle as well. We didn't come here to not experience that
0: yeah I love what you said that about you know finding out your soul gifts whether it was from a past life lifetime or you know from wherever it was but also like what are you really excited about what are you passionate about I think taking that that inner knowing or that inner like um that that like old wisdom i guess inside of you but also like what are you excited about in this time like what is your human excited about right now so is it a case of like you're always having a really similar soul gift in all of these lifetimes because i am someone who loves like past lives like i help my clients with it as well or is it a case of like it does kind of contort to wherever like humanity is at this moment in time like what's needed most like that your soul gifts
1: are like the same but like Slightly nuanced, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe the divine archetype stays the same, but the way that it is represented, right. by you would be different. So, like, I always see myself as a teacher. Like, I've seen lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. My divine archetype is a teacher. I love right. to teach, and it's what I do in my business the best. um But what I'm teaching, how I'm teaching it, was probably very different in every single lifetime, depending on what people need, right? So, the 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 style of healing or the style of of healer, communicator, channeler. Um, like artist. I mean, whatever it is, the style is, is going to be different in each lifetime, but the archetype is the same. And you kind of build on the archetypes as you go right now. I have quite a few that I get to work with. Um, And you can build new ones in this life too. You don't just have to rely on past lives. You get to also create new ones in this life. And that adds to the richness of your soul. And then you take that with you on your soul journey, you know, throughout all these lifetimes, but I did like what you said about, well, it's what you're passionate about or what you're excited about. Look at your childhood. Like, what did you love? Like, I loved to sing. That was like my everything. Like I was just such a singer when I was a kid. Um, And that is such a gift for me now. Like I use that to, I always say singing is my church. I use that to like release and heal. Like it's such a healing thing for me to do for myself. It's almost like self-care to the extreme. Um, So it's like, what did you love to do as a child? Probably more than one thing. And maybe that could also be some clues about what you're here to do. I love that. So what, I don't want to like
0: go into it because I know that this is probably what you teach in psychic light, but like when you are wondering what your soul gifts are and maybe you know the whatever Claire that you have or you know what you're really passionate about are there other little like ways of kind of discovering that for yourself rather than like just coming to work with someone amazing like you is there any way of like understanding yourself better
1: to uh, like understand what they might be Yeah. Such a great question. I would say that's where soul nudges come in. It's really important to listen to those soul nudges. So for me, I was getting this soul nudge to go on YouTube. Like I could not, like, I was always on YouTube. This was before Star Seed Academy. I was always on there. I had these people that I loved to follow. They were, it was like the very beginning of the spiritual community movement kind of thing. And they were the only people that spoke my language. And I was on there and there was really only like two or three people that I could find that were even talking about the things that I was going through. And I saw this, this like huge need. And I thought, huh, that would be really, Interesting. That would be really fun. And, and I started getting this nudge. You should do that. You should do that. You should do that. But because we're human, we'd say, no, no, no. What do I have to offer? No, I couldn't possibly. Somebody else could do it better. And you have, work. we all have doubt. We all have worthiness issues. And I didn't do it for like a year. And I continued to get that same soul nudge over and over and over. And it was like this quiet voice in the back of my mind, not the ego. It was like underneath that. So your ego's super loud and it's on re- repetitive all the time. It's always saying the same kind of things underneath that. If you could tune into something a little quieter, it's like this really quiet little voice. That's like, that's for you. That's what you're supposed to do. Do it, take the step. And it usually feels like something that's really exciting, but also very scary. And that's a good sign. If it's something that's really exciting to you and you feel like that would be amazing, but I could never, because it's so terrifying. That's the direction to go in. So Mm -hmm. I would say, follow your soul nudges. You've got to, this takes courage. This kind of work takes a lot of courage and a lot of bravery. I was just saying to my membership today, think about the first person that ever spoke light language how terrifying would that have been? You look crazy. You look straight up crazy doing that. Everybody's going to make fun of you. No one, there people might even unfollow God forbid. And like all of these, you know, backlash from people, you know, it's just gibberish or you're possessed or this or that. And now light language is very received very well by the community. We see that it's very healing. It's super high vibrational make you sweat. It's so good. Um, but the first person had to go first. And that's yeah. so scary, right? So soul gifts, are you going first? Cause it's something no one else is doing. So you need to commit to that level. You need to be like, okay, I can look crazy. It can, I can lose, you know, people in my life over this. And I'm still willing to do it. That's the level of courage it takes to follow a soul nudge that wants to take you somewhere that you're a little hesitant to go. So for me, like I said, no shame. It took me like a full year to do it. And then I did go on YouTube and the divine teacher Kicked in. That was the archetype that was talking to me, giving me the nudge. I didn't know that was my archetype. Like I I knew I had a lot of Claire's coming through. I was having a lot of like experiences with um, celestial visitations. I had an angel visit me. I've had spirit guides visit me, like really weird stuff that freaked me out, but I still didn't really get it. And, but I know looking back, that nudge was always there that I was supposed to go on YouTube and you might not always know why i didn't know why but that led me to where i am at today which is like an incredibly successful business and like just like helped so many people in in like the two years that i've been going it's crazy um so you don't know where it's going to lead you it's so important to trust the soul nudge without proof of where it's going because just ask yourself like well what if you know like so if you're being nudged if whoever is listening to this is receiving a soul nudge to reach out to this person, read this book, go to this, you know, you're being called to a place on the earth. Like I was being called to Sedona. I had no idea why I just kept getting called to Sedona. That's a soul nudge. I went there and I had the most insane soul retrieval of my life. It just came up out of nowhere. I went and like collected a piece of myself. It was crazy. Wow. So you have to listen to the soul nudges because magic is real and it's all happening around you and start getting, you know, start participating in that, Um, The universe is always talking to you, your your higher self, whatever you want to call that voice is always talking to you. It's about your ability to quiet down, listen, and then do something, actually take action on it.
0: Mm, I love what you said about the the ego being on like those repetitive thoughts, that like cycle and actually listening into that quiet nudge, that quietness behind you. Where do you see what are your views on like the self-sabotage on you know that ego who does get in the way when it comes to your soul gifts is that part of you really stepping in like taking your power like reclaiming your power and having those gifts is it part of like your learning to to step back into it like where do you see self-sabotage come up for your clients or even in your like
1: journey as well Oh, oh my gosh, all over the place. It's a huge mess, but it's everybody, right? Because uh-huh. um, the ego is built to keep you safe. And so it's not something that we're trying to cancel. It's not something that we're trying to kill. I've heard people say, I need to kill my ego. No, 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 no. It's a beautiful part of you. And you have to treat it like a child. You have to treat it like a child that doesn't understand and is afraid. So every new thing is, oh no, it puts you into fight or flight because it thinks something is wrong, right? So your ego, if you can integrate that with lots of inner child work, lots of, you do have to do the work, right? The inner work, the shadow work. Um, Like I I love the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. That's an amazing place to start. If anybody doesn't know where to start with shadow work, get that book. You can heal your life. That took me, I've read it so many times. It took me so far. Um, But eventually, it's really good to work with somebody too, like somebody like yourself. I mean, I have a, a, a hypnotherapy coach as well. That's amazing to really get deep into that. The deeper you go into the layers of healing, the more you set yourself free, the more you get to play. Instead of living in a life where you're just stressed out and in fight or flight all the time, you live this life of the sovereign creator and you just, you're playing every day. You're just curious. Oh, why did that show up? How did I create that? Okay. Well, how can I create a different outcome? Okay. And you're just like, it's just trial and error and it's not so serious anymore, which is a really good thing. But I don't think I totally f- covered the self-sabotage. The self-sabotage is the ego. It is the um, extreme self-doubt that makes you doubt your worth. And that is what happened to me. I'd say that's, it's always about worthiness. hmm Mm Self-sabotage is almost always about worthiness. I think 99.9% of the time. So that's where you have to heal the worthiness, the heart chakra, do some heart chakra work or some inner child work. You are worthy. You know, even if, like, if I were to say, oh, I I don't want to go on YouTube. I did say this by the way, because that person's saying it better than me. So I've heard a lot of people say that. Why would I have a podcast? This person is talking about that stuff already. And they say it better than me. Yeah. But they don't say it the way you say it. Yeah. You have a special way. You, you storytell in a very special way. Your the tones in your voice are very, very activating. Everything's a frequency. Even just the tones in your voice are going to call in your soulmate clients or your soul family. The way that you tell stories, the way you laugh, the way you let your personality peek through the way you're silly. Nobody's doing that. Your voice can never be copied. And It's needed. It's absolutely needed. And that sounds so like cliche, everyone's voice is needed, but it's so true because you have everyone, you, me, everybody has a soul family, which a lot of people call soulmate clients. I like to think of them as just as your soul family. And they're waiting for you. They are literally waiting for you to step into the spotlight and say, okay, I'm here. I'm ready. And they will just like, it'll be like a magnet. They all just find you. And you'll know because they'll say things like, wow, you really speak my language. Wow. It's like you were talking directly to me. I feel like you're so familiar. How do I know you? And like all of these weird things. And you're like, whoa, how can like five people say that to me in one day? Like, it's so crazy. That's how you know. You're doing your work. You found your soul family. Keep going.
0: Mm. And I guess that comes back to what you were saying about your soul gifts are there to like help you stand out. You know, you may have the qualifications in the Reiki or the hypnotherapy or whatever it is that you got it, but it's those soul gifts that are going to help you stand out from all the other people who are qualified in the same thing. And I guess this is coming back to what you were saying about people creating their own modality, their own way of doing things. Like, I'd love for you to speak more on that. Like how how is it that you help people or help them uncover or rediscover these these things that aren't just aren't just Reiki, aren't just hypnotherapy, aren't just whatever it is that it's their own thing.
1: Yeah. Well, firstly, because I'm a bomb ass channeler, (laughs) I channel a lot. So I am like a very natural channel. It just flows out of me. And so because of that, I had to create obviously my own way of channeling, which is clean and ethical channeling. It's the opposite of ego channeling. That's what I teach. Um, And through clean and ethical channeling, I'm able to tune into someone's soul, their higher self, and literally just give them like answer their questions we do q a's together so they say okay i really feel drawn to this why is that oh well because this lifetime this 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 okay well how can i use that in this life oh well, you should try this this and this and giving them like the clues okay you should go and you know either take a course on this or read this book or practice this way or do this or do that so for me i rely on my channel for so much of that because each person is such a different scenario there's right. you know you can teach people in a group like psychic light um, how to speak the language of the clairs, how to channel, how to do all of these things. Um, but I always save like at the end of the month, we do like group readings so that I get that chance to do one-on-one channeling for each person to just really bring that magic in.
0: Wow. Wow. I have so many questions. <laughs> Where do you think, like, actually, no. know, like what is, what's available once you really tap into those soul gifts, when you really like quieten down that ego and really tune into those nudges what's available that you've seen for you for your clients when you really step
1: into your like essence into your magic so I think I think it all clicks for people at about a month, it's a four month course. So at like month three, it all clicks for them because I have to teach them the setup, the sacred space and what soul gifts even are. Then we spend a whole month doing the language of the Claire's. Then I spend a whole month doing channeling at the end of channeling. It's like light bulbs going off everywhere in the class. So the reason why is if you can channel, which means you can communicate with spirit. Okay. You can hear them, see them, feel them and know what they're sharing. Nothing can stop you. You can do anything. I truly believe channeling is the key to everything because if you don't know what to do in your business, you just ask your higher self, right? Mm -hmm. If you, if you want to create a modality of healing, you feel like a healer, you go tap into your own Akashic records, figure out what it is, why you're being called to that. Then ask your guides to give you some direction. Like Like I rely on spirit so much because everyone has a huge spirit team, right? You've got angels, ancestors, spirit guides, animal guides, galactic guides, councils, your highest human self, your Akashic gatekeeper, that's just some, like there's so many people on your team. I I use spirit. I work alongside spirit. Why wouldn't I? Like, if it's available to you, it's freaking magic. Why not? And it makes like life so much better. So once people learn how to channel, everything changes. So if I use the healer thing again, so I get a lot of healers. So say I've got an energy healer in my course and I teach them the language of the clairs. That makes them a way better healer because now all of a sudden they can see in their client's energy field, what's wrong. They can hear the messages. They can feel clairsentiently feel what the client is feeling. Like a lot of the time when you have clairsentience, you just are a mirror of the client. You feel everything that they're feeling in their body, which is a great way to learn. And then clear cognizance is you also just know things about them, right? So if you learn how to do all of that, plus you learn how to open your channel, you are you just take your energy healing to like the next level. Cause now all of a sudden you're doing energy healing. That's very specific and detailed. You're getting right to the root of the problem right away. Now, all of a sudden you're also channeling messages from their guides during the session, probably and receiving all this stuff, you're telling them what you're seeing, hearing, feeling, and knowing plus doing this crazy energy work. It also is great for like a business mentor. If I teach a business mentor, I'm just going to give some of my past uh, students. I, if I teach a business coach or a business mentor, how to channel, Their coaching just goes to the next level because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden now, as they're coaching their client, they're using a combination of their own wisdom and experience. Plus all of a sudden they've got that, their person, their client's guides coming through like tell them this they need that give them this idea like psychic business coaches are the way like to go like I would never have anyone else my own business coach you know Rachel she's psychic mm-hmm. like that's that's the best kind of business coach that you can have so no matter w- what you're a healer a business coach a writer okay so one of my students was a writer and they literally channeled a whole book like they mm-hmm. just channeled a book like you can just like Open up. And I mean, safely, again, I am all about safety and ethicalness, but you can, you know, safely choose who you want to channel a counsel, or who you want to work with channel a whole book. Um, I mean, there's just so many instances of it. And like people that come to me that are maybe not overtly spiritual, like I have like jewelry makers come to me. And, you know, really, really like very huge account that, that does really beautiful crystal jewelry. Well, all of a sudden now she's channeling the crystals and she's creating crystal uh, collections that hold specific frequency. So this collection is the heart chakra frequency. And when you wear it, this is what will happen. This collection is this, and everything is just like so much more meaningful now. So I just really feel like if you can learn the language of the Claire's learn channeling, You will hear those soul nudges, right? Because that is the trick is if they're really quiet, all of a sudden they're going to get really loud. You're going to be able to talk to your own guides. You're going to be able to interpret the signs around you instead of having to Google everything all the time. Like, what does a butterfly mean? What is 444? You don't have to do that because you're just clairaudiently going, wait, what was that? And then you listen and you can hear what it was. And that might sound too good to be true. But like I said, everyone has these centers built into their system. And I've been able to, there's not one person that I've had as a student that I haven't been able to get to speak light language, to channel, to do all the things that we're talking about. Like, it's honestly possible for everybody.
0: So what do you think the reason is then that we, I mean, I feel like I've maybe got quite a good idea of this myself, but like, (laughs) what do you think the reason is why people have maybe like forgotten or it's hidden or that we have to rediscover it rather than it just being a part of like who we are. Like, why do you think it's a case of like going back and like retrieving those parts of us rather than it just being completely celebrated from the get-go?
1: well, earth is a school, right? So earth is a very advanced school. We come here, we go through the veil of forgetting. That's a part of earth. You have to agree to that when you come here. So that takes your memories. So I think it's not immediate, you know, you're not just born and you forget it's a gradual, the veil of forgetting takes over gradually. That's why babies can like see all the spirits and like babies are actually, and like animals are super, super intuitive. They are very clairvoyant. Um, But as you get older, this veil of forgetting takes over. And then the programming of this. Place of Earth takes over. Like there's a lot of programming here: the nine to five, the school programming, everything's a competition between everybody. It's all about comparison. It's just so much programming. So all of that numbs us and dumbs us down. Not to mention all kinds of other things like fluoride in the water, chemtrails. But we don't want to like get too controversial here on your podcast. But there's just so much that's like built to quiet you, to keep your light dim and to stop you. And so for us, we really have to break through so much. Um, But that's what makes earth such a fantastic school. But that's also what makes it so difficult. Like it's the third dimension is quite low. Like we've had to descend all the way down to get here. You know, we all come from source and we very slowly make our way down. Each lifetime gets a little difficult, little more difficult, little more difficult. We work our way to it. We don't just bang arrive on earth. Um, It's something that you've grown you've you've trained for basically and so here you are it's super difficult but if you can wake up here where it's literally built to keep you asleep you can wake up anywhere like I really believe that Um, and I will just say one other things popping in right now I just want to say somebody needs to hear this that victim mentality is the biggest sleeping pill that you can take And people are popping that like crazy. They're just like, oh, I'm not in control of my reality. And they're just taking this victim mentality. You'll never wake up. You'll never be empowered and you'll never change your life. You have to take radical responsibility for your reality. That's when things start to change, but only then. Oh, I love that. I love that.
0: I'm so about that. Just calling people out and helping them understand that so much of that noise is just bullshit. I'd love, you know, what? I feel like this is, this is where it's meant to go now, this conversation, like that victim mentality, like how do you see that when you think of those soul gifts and when you think about that victim mentality, like how do they, how is one stopping the other? How is one like the, I feel like it's almost like the cure to that victim mentality, the soul gifts.
1: Maybe, maybe. I think that victim mentality, though, I think the cure to that is just realizing that our inner reality, our inner environment, is what is creating our outer reality. Mm -hmm. So your outer reality is a reflection of what's going on inside, always. It's like going to the movies, and the movie screen is a projection of something going on in the back room, right? So if that back room where the projector is is your heart. And the movie screen is your life. It doesn't make any sense to walk up to the movie screen and try to change things there. Oh, this isn't working. Let me just, you're just, you're not doing anything. It's all an illusion. You have to go into the projector room, which is the heart chakra. The heart chakra, the heart is a projector. You go into the heart and you figure out what the heck is going on in here. You guys, I don't like what's playing on the screen. We need Mm -hmm. to clean this up right? I don't like seeing that I never have enough time for anything. I'm always stressed out. I just barely make ends meet. Why is that? Why is that what I feel? And then it's okay. What are my belief structures? What, what did I hear as a kid? Like as a kid, all I ever heard was like it, you have to work like a dog to make ends meet. And, you know, rich people are greedy. And like all of these things, it's like, that's a program that is now programmed into you. And you've got to go inside and rewrite that program. And so again, that book, if somebody doesn't know where to start, you can heal your life. Go get it right now. Louise Hay is amazing. It's like just a first step, right? That's like a basic understanding. And if somebody doesn't understand like the, the law of attraction and like that you are a sovereign creator, you can get really basic and read The Secret right? That was one of the first books that I ever read that shook my world. I remember being like 20, somebody gave it to me at 24 or 25 years old, and it just upended everything. I was like, whoa, I knew it was true. As soon as I read it, I was like, okay, I was meant to read this. I'm done with my victim mentality. I'm moving on. And I never went back to that.
0: Mm, God, that's so powerful. I think that's just a reminder of like, just as much as you need to do the work sometime, like well, all the time, but like Sometimes that that first nudge, that first step can be in a book. It can be just a simple sentence that someone says. It can be that activation that you weren't expecting of like when you were saying about going to Sedona or like going to a place. It's sometimes it's not the big moments, it's those little ones at the beginning. And it's like following that every time, every like step of the way.
1: Mm-hmm. Following the nudge with with like courage, right? Following the nudge without needing any proof. If you keep getting an ongoing thought, figure it out, go do it and see what happens, right? You follow your soul nudges, even when you don't know where they're leading. And that is like so much trust. That's very divine feminine energy. That's like trust and surrender and and really just kind of following your intuition, which is a really beautiful thing to do. Mm. You said before, and I would love for you to explain
0: for me and for anyone else listening, you know, the... We have spirit guides, we have the angels, we have our ancestors, and then a whole bunch of other people. I'd love mm-hmm. for you to just give us like a broad idea of like all those different, I mean, maybe if there's like thousands, <laughs> don't do don't go too far into it, but just the main, the main guides, the main people that are here to like help you Of like, what is the difference of like calling in your angels versus your ancestors or like, what are their
1: purpose? How can you tap into them? Yeah, that's a great one. Okay. So your angels are there. They're very, very high frequency. So the further away a guide is, the harder it can be to feel their presence or hear them clear clairaudiently. So if, if we're talking, like if you're practicing, you might want to start closer to you. So, like if we're in the third dimension, call in a guide. Or we're like third, fourth, and fifth now, but call in a guide in like sixth or seventh dimension. And that might be easier for you to hear and kind right. of work your way up. But I will just say, Um, I've always worked with Archangel Michael, even before I was really strong in my gifts and he always showed up for me. So I would say if anybody out there is looking for protection, looking for comfort, looking for somebody to kind of just clear them, cut the cords, take care of them. I love working with Archangel Michael for that. So he will escort you if you are, you know, falling asleep at night and you're going astral traveling in your dreams, call on him to, to take care of you at night call on him to cut any cords, call on him to strengthen your aura, to clear away any negative or dense energies or anything like any that's draining you just to clear you. He's like basically like a bodyguard and he's great at it. So that would be somebody that I would love to call on for that. Another great angel would be Archangel Raphael. So Archangel Raphael is a divine healer. He works with green light and he is like, healing to the max healing to the cellular level. And then he goes beyond that. So he can heal the physical. And then he can also heal the light body, the energy fields, the chakras. He's the healer to go to. Um, so Archangel Michael is blue light and the protector Archangel Raphael's green light, and he's the healer. Archangel Haniel is divine feminine. She works with pink light and she's all about unconditional love, but for yourself. So unconditional love for yourself, unconditional compassion for yourself. So that is like um, will really raise your vibration. It will open your heart. It will help so much healing. So those three angels who I work with, those three archangels, I work with them every day. Um, And then inner child work, I see like Mother Mary coming forward for a lot of people when it comes to working with their inner child. Um, that's an ascended master. If you don't like religion, don't worry. I'm not religious. It's, it's not about religion. It's about, this is a really beautiful divine feminine mother figure that is an ascended master. Um, and then one of my biggest tips for guides is don't just call on your highest self, call on your highest human self, because we have many, many highest selves. We are living parallel timelines all, all across like, you know, the millennia, but if you call on your highest human self, they will help you with, Human stuff. So health relationships, should I move? What should I do in my business? Um, Should I do this? Should I, you know, all the things human, they will really help with that. So highest human self is somebody that's should you should be working with regularly the angels I work with regularly. Um, You were asking about ancestors. That's for breaking like ancestral patterns, ancestral Mm -hmm. chains. So if you're trying to rewrite limiting beliefs that came from your family, that's great to call on your ancestors. Um, That can also be inner child work too, calling on them. Any kind of like uh, traumas or blocks that you have in this life that have to do with family. Did you go through abuse? Um, Are you struggling with, you know, sisterhood? Are you struggling with uh, just anything that you can think that might've come from your childhood worth, uh, confidence, all of those things, your ancestors love to work with you on that. They love working with money. They love money so much. Um, Whenever I do like a money event with my membership, all the ancestors come forward because they're like, yes, let's get it this time. Let's get (laughs) it right this time. (laughs) And they're trying to like, you know, remove all those chains of of poverty because that was a lot of people have lifetimes of that. Mm. So yeah, so angels, ancestors, um, animal guides, oh my gosh, they are so fun to work with. So animal guides are a lot of the time, like fantastical animals, you know, like dragons and unicorns and all kinds of really big, beautiful animals like that. Um, But other times they can be pets that have died or familiars or pets from other lifetimes. Your animal guides are very protective of you, especially when you're talking like dragons and unicorns show up a lot for me they're very protective of their people they like surround them immediately if they're not sure what's going on like super protective and they also love to go on astral journeys so if you want to go i teach astral travel and i do a lot of astral journeys in my membership as well and we're always going and flying with our you know dragons and our unicorns and they love that you could just feel the joy radiating off of them they love adventure just like any animal would um And then we were talking a little bit, I I mentioned galactic guides quickly, I really like galactic guides, because they are living in higher dimensions most of the time. And they have a lot of previews as to what happened on earth in this timeline or that you know why did atlantis fall what happened to lemuria what happened to ancient egypt they have galactic history and they can teach you a lot so galactic guides are great for finding out about the universe finding out about what's going on in the world getting an ascension update what's happening with this um and another thing that galactic guides are good with is you know those soul gifts well they can a lot of the time help you hone those gifts Um, I use them for a lot, even just like channeled messages for the collective. You can, you know, call in your galactic guides. Um, And then Akashic gatekeeper was the other one. So that is everyone has an Akashic gatekeeper. So your Akashic records is a real place. It's like a living place with lots of Access to many, many timelines, and your Akashic gatekeeper protects that. So, think about how well they would know you if they know you on every timeline. They know every version of you, every choice you've ever made. They are awesome, but the really best way to work with them is when you're doing past life work. So, if you're going into your Akashic records and you're asking, I need to see where this wound came from, I need to see this, I need, they're like, oh, let me think about that. Okay, I know exactly what timeline to take you to. They know it all. So, that would be really good work for your Kashic gatekeeper.
0: I really feel and just I I know that you said it at the beginning, but I feel like all of these, the the guides, your your soul gifts, like tapping into that really deep innate part of yourself really is just like getting the codes, like tapping into all of that magic. I can see why it really is a place of like you not you don't need to Google anything anymore. You know, you don't need to ask those questions. You get to really come back and know that all of that is already inside you all of that inner knowledge like it can all be like passed down to you from the guides or from yourself like it feels as though it's like I don't know not not cheating because that sounds
1: like awful but like it really is like getting all of the codes like having that inner inner knowledge and of course god source too we didn't talk about that's like the biggest one that we should have said but um yeah like God source or whatever term people prefer I know that that can be so triggering I, I put them together because some people hate the idea of God and some people think is too so God source I kind of put it together but a lot of people like the universe, the great spirit, whatever. Um, I think that a really good tip for God source would be to actually develop a personal connection with whatever you believe that to be. So if it's a higher being a higher consciousness or just a a black void of potential in the universe or a big light ball of light, whatever you think it is, it's fine. It's perfect. Develop some kind of relationship with that because you came from there. You're a piece of that, right? Like at the center of our souls, we all have this little core of white light. It's that life force. It's that spark that keeps us alive. Everyone has the same thing. Like we're all the same underneath all of our layers of experience on our soul. Um, so it's like, every time you connect to that, it's like recharging your batteries. It's Mm -hmm. like plugging back in and it's so powerful to do. And if you can give that being some of your time to have like a conversation here and there and start to like build a relationship, it's extremely, extremely beneficial to your life. Um, It's just so hard to even like put into words how it's just like you don't feel so alone anymore. You really feel so connected to the all. It helps with ascension. It helps with a higher consciousness. And my tips on that and, and on communicating with all your guides is drop the formalities. You're not praying to them. You're not worshiping them. Drop the formalities, even for God Source, and talk the way you would talk to your friend or family. When you meet them at that level, they meet you at that level. So I I've even given God Source like a nickname, which is Baba, which means like grandmother or grandfather spirit. And it's this cute little nickname and it helped me like delete the gap between us. And now it just feels like this really beautiful grandparent to me. Um, but you can do this with all of your guides, drop the formalities. You're not praying or worshiping. You are talking to a friend literally, or a family member, probably from another lifetime. They're very connected to you. They all have past life connections to you. Otherwise they wouldn't be on your team. So they are friends and family. So just like talk the way that you would talk normally, laugh, cry. And spirit is so funny. And I've heard only a couple of people say this, but it's so true. Spirit is hilarious. Like Baba, all the guides at every level love humor. They love to tease you. They love to play. They love to make jokes. So, you know, really expect them to have all their own unique personalities and to be funny, and sometimes to be a little blunt, and, you know, to be just maybe what like a grandmother would be, or an aunt, or a best friend, sometimes they're going to call you out, sometimes they're going to comfort you, so they have their own personalities just like that, and it's a really beautiful thing to bring them into your life.
0: Oh, I feel like that's a really beautiful way to, like, bring this conversation to a close, is what you just shared then. I'd love to ask you, like, what is something that you would love to leave people with whether it's a reminder or just a knowing or a last little something like what would you what would you love to leave people with
1: yeah I would say if this is resonating for you like most of this is resonating for you and you're and you're feeling like this nudge maybe even it has become a bit of an urgency so Everybody on earth that is like awakened. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume that you fall into that category where you're self-aware. Like you can just say awakening is being self-aware. Okay. So you probably have this feeling of urgency within that you're here on a mission or that you're here to do something. And it's it can be very frustrating and very scary if you're like, I don't know what it is. I remember saying this many years ago, like, I know I'm here to do something, I know I'm here to change the world, like I'm here to do big things, I'm here to help people, and I have no idea how, and I have no idea what to do. That feeling is your earth mission coming online, is your soul gifts coming online, it's your purpose, right? That feeling, you should listen to that because if you don't, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it can really derail a lot of your plans that you thought were for you, right? Because those soul nudges, they'll nudge you right off your path because they're trying to align you to the proper path. So the easier, the the sooner you listen and start taking action, the easier and more flowy life gets. It shouldn't feel like you're swimming against a current. It should feel like you're being supported by the whole universe and everything's a miracle. That's how it feels, right? I mean, there's always ups and downs, but on the whole, it should feel like, oh my God, I'm doing my soul work. If you're not there yet and you're feeling that urgency or you know, I'm saying these words and you're like, oh, I know this is me. She's talking to me. You are being soul called right now. You're being called into service. Like it is 2023. If not now, when, like really when, if you're not going to do it by now, because big stuff is happening in 2024. All the channelers are quoting the years, 2024. Mm-hmm. Something big is really coming, a huge wave of awakening, a lot of change, a lot of rocking the world with change. So it's all coming and we need everybody on board. So we need all the healers and all the channelers and all the coaches. We need you. So I would just really encourage people to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at starseed Academy, look for the blue check so that, you know, it's really me, um, or find me on YouTube at starseed Academy. Don't be afraid to DM me. Um, and also check out my link in bio because I do single sessions for soul gifts, like a reading all about someone's soul gifts. But I also have this incredible program, psychic light, which I've been talking about a little bit in this in this uh, conversation. It's four months. It's how to discover your gifts and then master them so that you can then take those and build off of them like a business or whatever it is you choose to do with them. You will be ready and you will be so confident by the end. It's so incredible the shift that people experience. And that psychic light is now certified. It's now a certified course. This is the, I know it's a new round. I'm starting August 16th and this time it's certified. So that's really exciting. So if you're interested in that, you're going to want to hit me up before August 16th. Uh, But either way, don't be afraid to DM me with any kind of questions.
0: Amazing. I would love to ask you one last question that I ask all of my guests. What is one question that you wished that I had asked you today or you wish that when you are on podcasts or having conversations with people like this that is the one thing that people don't ever ask you that you would be so excited to to answer oh gosh that's a thinker hmm (laughs) I love being people on the spot
1: (laughs) yeah um I don't know why but what's coming up when you said that is like what is happiness You know, like, what does that even mean? Because everybody's like, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. I say that too. I just want to be happy. It's like, what is that? What is happiness? And the thing is like, happiness is not always being in a high. Happiness is not always you're at the top of the, you know, the hill of the good feelings. And it's always, that's not real happiness. Real happiness is knowing that you're on your soul path and you're here feeling and you're just feeling so fulfilled because you're being of service and you're really helping people happiness is the ups and the downs of life and being able to be grateful for it all happiness is when anything comes onto your path you're like i know it's for me i'm not going to get into resistance i'm going to say i accept everything that comes onto my path that's the the steps to happiness are presence acceptance of what shows up in the present moment. First, you have to be present though. And then you have to accept what comes into the present moment. Understand that it is for you, or it would not be showing up right now. Like I promise you it's there, the traffic jam, the inconveniences, it's there for you, not against you. Okay. So why look for, what is this teaching me? How is this serving me? Like a traffic jam is like, How that could be serving you is like you're learning patience clearly, or by letting the next person in, in front of you, you just called in the abundance of the universe because a generous spirit calls in abundance. You're learning how to be more abundant, or it could be something way bigger, like five minutes down the road, there's this horrific crash and- Mm -hmm your guides, your higher self, your angels shut down the whole highway just to save you. Like you just never know. So you have to trust. Like I really trust that everything is divinely orchestrated and divinely timed. That makes me happy. It's not about always being in a high and everything's going great. It's about whatever is showing up. I trust it. I surrender to that. I believe in something bigger than myself. And I know that everything is Divinely orchestrated from some kind of a higher place for me. So again, presence, acceptance, gratitude, celebration. Those are the four steps to happiness in my eyes. So get present, get um, uh, accepting of the present moment and what it brings you, and then start to find ways to be grateful for it right? Even the hard stuff. Okay. Well, you can look back though, and see all the things that happened to you that felt like shit were actually really great lessons. And if you didn't get those things, you wouldn't be who you are. Find ways to be grateful and then go one step further and get into celebration. If you can celebrating life all the time.
0: Oh, I love that. I'm so glad I asked the question. (laughs) Thank you so much for your answer. And thank you so much for this conversation. It's been super interesting. I I love hearing from you. If anyone, if this is resonating, go and find Jenny on Instagram, go and check out her YouTube, like send her a message. If this is resonating or, you know, whatever like takeaways that you have from this episode, I'm sure that she would absolutely love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jenny.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Right. For now, listeners, it's time to tune out that noise in your head to unleash your full potential. And thank you so much for listening. Until next time.